Welcome back to Buzzland Book Biz. Today I have my guest is Rachel Sentes, and she's a professional writer, publicity, and publishing consultant. She's also an editor for Equation Books. Her clients have included actors, sports figures, publishers, top-tier businesses, and dog rescue associations. She specializes in writing publicity campaigns that have garnered publicity for books, documentary film, innovative products and business, pet advocacy, and veterinarian businesses. In her past lives, she has been a karaoke hostess, lounge singer, preschool teacher, after-school care worker, bookstore manager, dog trick trainer, and cake cutter. All these skills have accumulated in helping to land stories in the media. Rachel has booked clients on CTV National, BNN, CNN, Seattle Times, Global, Shaw, City TV, Vice.com, Truthout.org, Huffington Post, The Toronto Star, The Globe and Mail, News Talk 1010, TSN, Bloomberg Radio, and The Vancouver Sun, to name a few. Rachel helps authors who are planning to publish or have just published and who need help with everything from deciding the right publishing path to getting their book into stores or on virtual shelves. Wow, you are amazing, Rachel, and I'm so happy that you're here. So welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's a bit weird hearing all the things I've done, but yes, I have done a lot of things. Nothing like having a diverse past and uh, an interesting life. So how did you become interested in the book publishing industry? I think for me, I was a writer as a young child, um, age of four. I think I wrote my first short story and uh, always had the great support of my family to pursue anything I wanted to. And so I published a short story when I was about 16 in a local magazine. <clears throat> and after that, I got my you know first little check for being paid and uh, put that up on my wall and then uh, published a few more short stories. And from there, uh, I just naturally kind of went into understanding and learning books and who reads them and um, where you can get them published and just kind of went from there and just kept learning more and more about the industry as I got older. And I just, I love everything about it. And then how did you move from publishing into publicity? Um, That was when I worked at a large box store uh, as a manager. I was meeting a lot of authors at that time and doing a lot of events for them. And I happened to meet someone who had uh, been a publicist for one of the authors I was looking after. And she mentioned that she was looking for some freelance writing and would I be interested in learning how to be a publicist with her small company. So I did a little bit of freelance and she really taught me the business. And from there, I learned how to connect between authors and publicity and marketing from her. Um, Even though my first uh, real big... uh, campaign hit was for a sports uh, business owner. Um, It just showed me how press releases work, how pitches work, and how to really combine the two. 
Wonderful. So tell us about the changes you've seen in the publishing and publicity business over the last five, 10 years. Um, well, it has changed quite a bit. Um, I think that the tactics we use, especially in the last probably five years, have changed quite a bit in terms of what used to be, you know, I think still people want to see their book on the New York Times bestsellers list or, you know, the Washington Post or places like that, that in their mind is um, the epitome of getting success with their book. But the reach from those places has changed. Um, we've seen quite a division in different types of media. And now there seems to be a shift with um, niches. So there's more podcasts that have a bigger reach than, say, the New York Times, just simply because of our movement to online versus picking up a newspaper every week. That doesn't mean to say that you don't do that still. And there are people, you know, reading newspapers, but the media, especially in Canada, has changed as corporations have taken over and there's less and or say fewer places to actually publicize your work. So in that area, we've had to really dig deeper into niches and newer ways to uh, promote our work. Um, and I would say that comes along the line of social media, but not entirely. Um, it's always a part of the tactics used for publicity. But I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, or just that we need to keep moving. I think that publishers themselves are finally... Uh, getting used to the idea that they can't publicize the way they used to. So in a traditional manner, they're having to change as well. And I think that's a good thing because for a long time, I think they were stuck in an old way of doing things and now they also have to change. So there's more opportunities. I think they're out there for authors in ways to publicize their work. Right. And as you say, because the uh, the world has gone online and, and you have to look for those niches, it's not like you can send one press release to the big paper and you're done, you've now got to scour around for all these little things and mm -hmm. hope that you score a few points there. So it's a lot more work, I would think, for you as a publicist. Absolutely. Um, I've kind of moved away from press releases, but not in the sense of not using them, just how they get used. Press releases now are used almost at the end of a campaign versus at the beginning of one. The beginning of one are now personal pitches, and those are to people you know, or even cold pitches to kind of build up the um, interest in what you're trying to promote. And the press releases almost come at the end of that now. It's a different kind of trickle method where the announcement comes at the end, but you've already had success. And I think that the work has doubled. Um, people seem to forget that you can still use the phone, <laughs> which, which journalists don't mind at all if you pick up a phone to follow up. Um, it's not all just online, but it is a lot more work to get your, your work noticed in all of the online work. So it's really about the messaging and the content that you're using even more now. So that's an interesting thing that you had mentioned phoning journalists because a lot of the larger media outlets don't list their phone numbers and you you get a general switchboard and you know the the, the receptionist is the gatekeeper and you 
have a heck of a time actually getting a journalist on the phone. So I'd be really interested to know how you do that. <laughs> well, that is kind of, um, I guess there's, there is a, there is a way in terms that publicists uh, dive down to get those contacts that maybe a, an author doesn't realize. Um, the switchboard is kind of that last place that you go to. And a lot of times you can find out information by phoning other publicists from those places and talking to them and finding out from them who is the best contact. Um, I always tell authors if they're looking to get a hold of another author for a blurb or they're trying to figure out how to connect with the media is to look in the books where the acknowledgements are. That is where you're going to see the listings of that person's literary agent or the media that they've been doing and you follow along. It's a lot of piggybacking and it's a lot of research, but there are, I mean, there are paid uh, media databases out there, but they are extremely expensive and the average author is not going to be able to spend that money. So when they work with a publicist or a marketer, we are the ones who kind of go behind those doors in the ways that we know how to find those people. Um, right. It's just like looking for a celebrity. Um, we're going to go and find the celebrities, uh, you know, publicist, go through them, find out who their boss is, go through those people, and eventually you get to the one you want. Um, but authors want to spend most of their time writing. So that's why they outsource to people like me to find those contacts. Right. Well, it's it sounds like you're a sleuth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, a lot of detective work. I mean, Twitter um, makes it a lot easier. Because yes. a lot of journalists are looking for tips and they're looking for stories and they're always out there looking. And if they see something good, I've gotten a lot of great campaign hits off of just searching Twitter for the right person. Um, so I think that's definitely something any author can do is take a little time to find out who's who's doing the stories that would connect with what I'm writing. So I've been a freelance journalist for many years and I used to find trying to do stories on the Calgary oil patch and, um, you know, the big companies, they have a media room uh, and you try and contact the vice president of whatever through the media room. Well, good luck with that. And then <laughs> I discovered that I could get those people on Twitter. Yeah. And I, in, in 15 minutes, I was interviewing the VP of whatever that mm -hmm. I wasn't supposed to be able to get to. So I, I hear you. Twitter is mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> it is. It's really become um, a great place to research. And there's even companies that that will sell databases because they are tracking them on Twitter. Um, so they've they've managed to capitalize on that as well. But I think it, every everybody can can spend some time on Twitter and find who you want to. Um, definitely. Yeah, it's it was a miracle for me when I discovered that. It was like, yay, I've blasted <laughs> past the gatekeepers. <laughs> it was such a yeah. triumphant moment. <laughs> oh, so, so what should authors expect to do in terms of marketing the books themselves from your standpoint as a publicist? I think... Uh Right now, most authors are doing a lot of the heavy lifting themselves. I think where they need the most support is in 
um, as you said, finding the right people to talk to, but also making sure that their pitches to the media are going to be newsworthy. Um, I think that they're having to do a lot more because there's just not as many people out there doing publicity as there used to be. Um, there are still a lot of independent publicists like myself, but if you go the traditional route, you usually are assigned a publicist for at least three months. But even if they get you publicity, it's up to the author to know how to leverage that. And sometimes they don't know. So that's when they'll come and ask someone like me, hey, I've got all this publicity. How do I use it now? Because after that three months, they might not have anybody to help them or guide them through that. And I think that you definitely, as an author, need to be prepared to work and do a, a plan for yourself. Um, there's lots of things online that are free that you can get that will help. Um, there's lots of authors who've done books about marketing. But I think for people like me, there are a lot of authors who can't switch that business, the writing hat to the business hat. And I think that's where we're of the most help is because we can and we can see um, the stories that they might not see in their own work. And so even though they have to do a lot of marketing, we can help with the publicity and marketing side of that because that is that extra professional set of eyes that can also help them get the media that they're looking for. So do you work with authors who are in the U.S. as well as in Canada? Yes, yes. I've worked, um, I've worked with U.S. authors for quite some time, um, nonfiction and fiction. And um, Canada, because Canada's media has changed a lot in the last few years, um, there's fewer, again, we have to dig a lot more to find those outlets. Um, there are a fewer main mass media outlets here. And so I have done a lot of work in the U.S. because there's just a little bit more to pull from. Um, and so I think all of North America if you start looking, you can find the right media for what you're doing, even if you just start locally and branch out from there. So are the U.S. media outlets interested in showcasing Canadian writers? I wouldn't say showcasing them, but I would say looking at what their message is is and the content of what they have, um, especially for nonfiction, always an evergreen topic. So there um, doesn't matter where you are from, really. If you have something that's interesting, then, you know, um, they certainly will take a look at it. It's less geographic as it is content. So they don't seem to mind that you're from Canada. It's more, here's my message. Here's my great book here's why it's important. And I think that's, um, I think we need to kind of start blurring the lines a little bit more between oh. us and them. It's all one, you know, North America is a place for all writers to be able to expand. They just have to think of it a little differently because the U.S. does have left and right media and you have to realize where you fit in that <laughs> because you don't want to be on the wrong show. <laughs> If you do get there, if it's not matching with what you are, you know, all about, you have to research a little bit and make sure that you are on the right show. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's become 
much more clear to all of us in the last <laughs> yes. four years. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> there's a definitely strong lines of, of media in the U.S., um, but there's some great people there. There's some great... I've booked Canadians with uh, radio quite a bit there, and there's just they just love great stories. And so you have to start thinking that it's not just about Canada all the time. It's about everyone. And your message can be so strong for, for people all over the place. Right. I know that there's Canadian publishers that I've interviewed on this uh, podcast who have got great distribution deals into the U S for their Canadian authors. And Mm -hmm. so I think you're right. I think the the lines aren't necessarily national, they're topical and uh, and that's actually very good news, given that their market is 10 times bigger than ours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, that's good to know. Um, what about helping authors get speaking engagements? Is that something that you do? I have dabbled in that area before, but it is a very different type of work that most than most publicists do. I tend to leave that a little bit more for um, companies that, that hire speakers only because I'm more of, if you've gotten a speaking gig, um, let me tell you how to sell your book at those, because I think that, um, it's a very long, sometimes painstaking experience to book speakers. And for myself, um, I don't tend to enjoy that very much. So I kind of moved away from that. But I do know there are some independent publicists out there who will do more of the speaking gig area. Um, It's just not one that I personally um, found a lot of excitement from. Right. You know, I know a, a woman in, uh, she's in California and she has an agency called Speakertunity. She mm-hmm. helps people find the podcasts, the stages, uh, the events to speak at. And uh, it's, that's her deal. That's her one and only. That's big great. Deal. And so um, it's, it's interesting. It doesn't seem to quite overlap into what you do then. And that's interesting to know. So one one of the things that I wanted to ask you too was how did COVID affect you and your your work? Um, for me, I did have to pivot a little bit. Uh, in that, is a great time to to contact people because they were at home. Um, but because a lot of events that people were going to that they were going to do, a lot of bookstores closed. Um, so all of those kind of event things got shelved. Um, I ended up doing a lot more strategy work for people, um, more than, you know, bookings, I think, because COVID took over the headlines so much. It was very hard to find those little places with the good news things about books. Um, Um, And there was such a backlog. I think that was part of it. I think there's been a backlog in all kinds of industries, but I think there was a backlog of um, books waiting to get out there, but no place to showcase them. And so I ended up doing a lot more and I'm still doing a lot more uh, strategies for individual books so that we can find those niches and really, you know, um, approach them much more and um, kind of look at the larger picture for more than just, you know, a year of working. It's more, um, how are you going to continuously work to, to do this with our changing, um, 
changing kind of uh, economy and changing uh, how we're uh, getting our books and how we're shopping and that kind of thing as well. It has changed a lot in the publicity world, um, but there are still a ton of journalists out there looking for stories. So that aspect hasn't changed too much. It's just it takes a lot longer um, to get those results, I think. Hmm, interesting. So what kind of advice would you give to a first-time author about marketing, but also publicity? Because I think sometimes they hear the word marketing and, and publicity doesn't fall into their framework. They don't think of publicity. Mm-hmm. I think those two terms have always been overlapped a little bit. Um, publicity is generally working directly with the media, whereas marketing is the tactics that you use as part of that. So, you know, doing a book tour or, you know, online book tour or using social media, whereas the media, um, the publicity part of it is getting a direct line to the media for them to showcase your work. Um, I would say first-time authors, I find that they come to people like me too late. I think that if you're going to plan out a book and you're looking to either self-publish or go with a publisher, you need to speak to someone like me about six months before you do that, because that can really impact um, not only your proposal to publishers and not only how you're doing self-publishing, but how you're going to present it. There are so many great things on Amazon right now for a lot of um, authors, but that's marketing. That's not publicity. So I think that you have to really think about the entire picture. And if you come to me one month before your book is about to launch, that's a tight timeline. Because if you think about media, usually you're approaching people three weeks out from something, you know, if you're tying it into a day of, you know, a season or something like that, we need time before. And I think I tend to get people often who are just about to publish or have already published. And it's much harder to gain traction at those times. But if you come to us and talk to us before that, with our free consultations, <laughs> then I think that's much better plan. If you're about to publish, you need to know all of those things. So before you publish, then talk to people like us so we can say, hey, let's see your marketing plan and how we can augment that with what we can do in the, in the media. What about, this is, this is something I've been seeing more and more of, is that the people that are marketing the book even before it's published like and selling advanced copies before it's actually out. And that's a, a strategy that seems to work for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It uh, Pre-orders is the way to go these days. Um, it works both uh, solidly for self-publishing and definitely for traditional. Um, the more pre-orders, the means the more that they're going to print of that book, the more promotion um, three, four months before the book's even ready. That's, that's how this has changed because it used to be you do like a month before the book is out and then you do three months after the book is out. That has changed. Now it is all about before the book even gets there. They want pre-orders and they want to see what is the interest in this book and how can I get my hands on it? And I think the media has always liked to have advanced copies, but now it's even more than that. It's, you know, we're going to push our pre-order marketing and publicity even before anything is happening with the book, you know, and I think that is um, a, a very strong tactic these days. Right. Wonderful. Yeah. So it's, it's a constantly evolving 
ball of wax, isn't it? This whole book marketing and, and the business of books. And I think COVID has instigated some things that have changed as well. So uh, mm-hmm. interesting to talk to you because you've been around doing it for a number of years and you've seen these changes and you've adapted as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should write a book about book publicity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I have thought about it because I have a lot of stories, uh, good stories, bad stories, the whole ball of wax. Um, You know, it it is a it is an interesting area to be in. And um, I've been able to see so many sides to all of it. I think that's different than, say, maybe other publicists who have just done the book stuff. I've just been able to go all over and see all different sides. And I think that's um, that is very some of my stories. I though I don't know if I could ever repeat, but <laughs> but there's a there's um there's so much I think people can learn right now. Every time you go on social media, there's a new feed about someone offering. Here's my marketing plan. Here's how you should do this. Here's how you should do that. A lot of it is is great. Some of it is not so great. I do think you know that um, every author should. Um, take the time to research what is going to match their goals, who is going to match their goals and who's going to champion their book. And um, someday I might write some of those stories down, but uh, maybe when I'm not in publicity, just in case. Well, you can always write under a pseudonym too, you know. <laughs> I definitely can. I know there's some fiction versions of what I've seen, but wow. Yeah, it's a, yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly for sure. Um, being behind the scenes and seeing everything is interesting. Well, wonderful to chat with you. I, I really appreciate hearing about what you've done and your advice. Really good advice to our listeners out there who are into the book world somehow or want to be. And I thank you for your time. And I just want to, I just want to tell people that we're going to put your website in the show notes as well. And you've got to go and see Rachel's team. She, <laughs> the team that she lists in her, uh, in her website is they all have four legs and fur and they are, <laughs> they sound like a, a wonderful team to work with <laughs> And because I'm a dog person. I just loved it. So, uh, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks again, Rachel, for being with us and um, all the best as you continue to serve authors with publicity. Thank you so much, Rochelle, for giving me the opportunity as well and for promoting uh, authors and books as well. That's fabulous. Great. All right. Take care. Thank you. So thank you so much for joining us at Buzz on Book Biz. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, could you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast? That would be terrific. Information and links about today's guest are in the show notes. And if you'd like to connect with me, please visit my website, rochellewiseman.com. And my email is rochelle at rochellewiseman.com. So until next time, stay safe and read a good book. Bye for now.